On this episode, Jason ruins my life with Moxie. Say, kid, you got Moxie. Or you do now, anyway. Yeah, I do. Was that good? That was good. Okay, good. Oh, it was good. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. You know, we, we've, we've wet the slate clean. 2017. It is 2017. Welcome to the first new year of Ruin My Life. It's exciting. A podcast about making your friends like the things you like. I am one of your hosts, Jason Edwards. With me is my friend. Kelsey Goldman. My, my best friend and yeah. yours. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's Kelsey, best friend. Kelsey Goldman. And uh, so yeah, it's 2017. 2017. It's a fresh start, but not really. Not really. Um, you know, as much as we like to pretend that a new year can bring changes and a, a fresh start, um, really the ghosts of our past, they stay with <laughs> us. And uh, all the mistakes that we've made as, uh, as individuals and as a people, as a nation, they, they carry through. The Gregorian calendar is just an arbitrary marking of time. It's true. Time is not real. Time is totally false. If this is your first time hearing this, uh, sorry. Sorry. Donald Trump's still going to be president. It fucking sucks. I'm real sorry. Yeah, there's no getting around it. Uh, we all feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing the new year does provide is a new outlook on life. Yeah. That maybe we can, in our personal lives, uh, work towards the world we want to be, rather than the world that is. Sure. And really, anything that inspires us to make positive movements in our own life, I think is a good thing. Yeah. And that's why I love the new year. I know I just said it wasn't real, <laughs> uh, but I do like it as a, as a concept, though. Yeah. Because most things aren't real when you get right down to it. Yeah, most things aren't real. Anyway, New Year's... Social constructs. New Year's resolutions, as of this year... 2016 is over. It is. So, did you have any resolutions for 2016? I had a few. Okay, what were they? Um, well, the ones that I managed to complete. Um, oh, you had some of those. I had some of those. That's good right off the bat. I want to have thematically um, uh, catered movie slash TV marathons where... What I ate and drank was themed with what we were watching, and Sarah and I did that multiple times. That's true. Um, so I feel good about that. I was there for a couple of them. You were there for a couple of them. What were they, though, out of curiosity? Um, well, we did the original season of Fuller House, in which we made a drink called the Kimmy Gibbler, which, Kimmy Gimlet, it was Kimmy, Kimmy Gimlet, it was good. That's very funny. There was also a second season of Fuller House this year, as I recall. There was. I don't know if we had themed drinks for that. It, we did not. I was there for that you one. You were there for that one. Perhaps, coincidentally, it was a um, less organized affair. Yeah, because we totally didn't realize that it was going to all be coming out in the same year. How are you going to release two seasons of a TV show in the same... That's crazy. That's crazy. Sorry, so, keep... yeah, one of my one of my resolutions was to have like more TV marathons where we had thematically themed food and drink. And you, you did it. And I did that. That's good. Um, another one of mine was uh, the thing I did with Claire where I wanted to see all the Shakespeare stuff. Claire Cordry? Claire Cordry, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Co-member of the 
two woman collective known as Saucy and Overbold. That's correct. Um, we were attempting to see all of Shakespeare's dramatic works in a year. We did not quite succeed, but we saw <laughs> 29 or 30 of them, which I think is pretty respectable. It's not bad. It's not bad. It is not a completed resolution. It's though, not a to completed resolution. It's not a completed resolution. Let's look at my other resolutions. That sort of is what I was talking about, though, right? You you made a you made a um, a decision to attempt to do that thing. Yeah. And you did a, you did pretty good. Yeah. Which is you know. I wanted to do an escape the room, and I did at least two escape the rooms. At least two. At least <laughs> possibly more. I think I just did two. Okay. You just did two, right? Did you do? Yeah, we did too. We did too. Yeah. We did. We. I mean, I was with you for both of them. Yes. Escaped and we escaped both times. By the way, yeah. We, I mean, we're not still in the room. Uh, we don't record um, this podcast from still inside the room because we didn't escape. Which um, is what happens if you don't escape? They make you live in there. They make you live in there. Yeah. And then another ones I wanted to do a girls trip, which I didn't. Well, I did do. I went to with my my girlfriends. We went back to my hometown and went to Forecastle Festival. Um, so we did that and that was fun, but it wasn't, it was, we were, Katie was supposed to come and she didn't get to come, so it wasn't quite complete. Katie Warden. Katie Warden. Friend of the friend podcast. Of the podcast. Was supposed to come, but she couldn't come. But she didn't get to come, so it wasn't quite complete, but we're doing that in like a week and a half. Doesn't count for last year. Doesn't though. count for last I year. I don't mean to we're, be. We're going to Florida and we're going harsh to about it, but Disney it does not World. Count. It's going to be super fun. I'm really excited. Um. Sounds like a lot of fun for you. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be great. It'll be great. Um, but my, 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 do you want to hear my most failed resolution? You know I do. Um, so I, one of my other random resolutions was to watch all the James Bond movies. Oh, yes. I remember this resolution. And I failed so hard. How many did you watch? Um, like two. (laughs) Was it two or was it 1.5? I thought I remember you falling asleep during, uh, the second one. Did I fall asleep during the second one? I might have. I definitely watched Doctor No. Listen, it's, it's news to me that you even got through one, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I've already I, seen, I saw, I'd seen Skyfall, and I'd seen Casino Royale. Okay, we, all, we all saw those. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I failed super hard on the James Bond resolution. <laughs> that means that you and I have seen about the same number of James Bond movies, though. Like, I'm okay with it, though, because I watched, I watched Doctor No, which was the one, with, the first one with Sean Connery, and, like, but it wasn't, but why, I just don't. I don't care. <laughs> I wanted to care more than I did. Like, I felt like it was a thing I needed to do, like, for, you know, cultural education. It's, it surprised me that someone like you, who was so dedicated to seeking out, like, diverse and non-white man-centric works of art, yeah. would, would, would commit to watching all, like, 30 of a series that is just about one white dude doing white dude things. Which is probably why I did not even make it through the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, not discount. There, there's quality in that series, but I mean, yeah. I, just, I never thought of it as a thing you would enjoy. And guess what? I was right. You were right. <laughs> so that's the one I failed the most hard at. <laughs> so, but you know, I learned things about myself, so it's good. What exactly. about you, Jason? What well, were your New Year's resolutions? Well, you know, last year, uh, towards the end of the year, I was um, in the sort of mental place where my New Year's resolution was to uh, explicit content warning. Give the appropriate amount of fucks. <laughs> About? Life. Life, okay. The idea was that situation by situation, I would either say, I don't give a fuck about this thing. Or? Or, 
I need to give more of a fuck about this. Okay. And do you feel like you succeeded in that? Not really. Okay. I feel like I, I feel like I sort of reacted the way I do to everything that happens in life, which is sort of just my first impulse sort of takes over, and that's how what carries me through the whole situation. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was not a great resolution in hindsight. There's not really a good way to measure success or failure in that regard. Yeah, like, I mean, like, with my Shakespeare resolution, like, I saw 30 out of 38 plays. So that's pretty measurable offense. Right, and I presumably gave some fucks about important things. Presumably. I probably gave some fucks about things that weren't important. Actually, scratch that, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you definitely did. Definitely did. I, I probably I gave no fucks about things that uh, weren't important. Weren't important? Or yeah. Were? I probably gave no fucks about things that... My, my, I think my problem is really just giving more fucks than I should. Yeah. In most situations. Yeah. Because a lot of things in life you don't really need to give that many fucks about. <laughs> sure. Um, so I feel like uh, I, could still, I could still give less of a fuck in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I left that whole mode of thinking behind. Okay. Because as we discussed, that's not really... You can't really concretely measure that success. Yeah. So um, I have a resolution for this year. Which is? Would you like to hear it? I would it's love a, to hear it. It's a lot more concrete. Okay. I want to learn sign language. That's great. Not for any sort of noble or interesting reason. No, just because you want to. I, I was at work and I saw someone doing it and I thought, that looks so cool. Yeah. I'm with you. And I thought, I want to do that. I'm with you there. Also because I want to be able to communicate when I go deaf. Right. So also, you, you're probably going to go deaf. You, probably fa- fairly early in... If genetics mean anything, I will probably start to lose my hearing at about age 38 or so. So you've got a few good years left. i got a few good years left, yeah. yeah. But mm. I, so I want to be able to help you communicate with the outside <laughs> world once you've lost your hearing. Uh, because I I, I, you, I know you haven't seen the first season of Fargo. No, I haven't. But I want to be the the Adam Brody. Adam Brody's in Fargo? To your, yes, to your... Um, I don't know the actor's name, but he's the tall guy. That is really unhelpful. <laughs> you haven't seen the show anyway, so you don't even know what I'm talking about. But if, <laughs> if anyone listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Um, so Alice, if you've uh, seen the first season of Fargo, <laughs> you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Hi, Alice. Hi, Alice. You're our most dedicated listener. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. Now, Kelsey. Yes. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I didn't make any this year. Smart. It's a smart move. I have I have um, committed to helping with the sign language resolution. That okay. Made. Wait, Keen Peeler in Fargo? Yeah, they're in season two. Shit. Look, I recommended season two on here like four yeah, episodes ago. Yeah, I gotta watch it, man. I'm really behind. Actually, I recommend that in our first episode. It was the first and episode. I, and I certainly right. mentioned that Keen Peel were in it. You did not mention the Keen Peel. I, I, I am certain that I did. You did not. I, you you want to go back and listen? I just said certain. <laughs> you so definitely. May, so maybe I shouldn't. You uh, definitely did not mention the Keen Peel were in it. <laughs> okay, enough. Enough. Uh, enough pitter patter. Enough farting around. To actually talk about a thing? Enough screwing around here, Kelsey. Let's get into it. Okay. What are we here to talk about today? We're here to talk about a drink. A beverage. A beverage. A liquid consumable object. Well, I mean, can you even call it a, a soda? A soda. A soda pop. It's a soda pop. A soda pop Pop to our northern friends. Is pop a northern thing? Pop's a Midwestern thing. Really? Because some, some of my Kentucky relatives say pop. Well, I guess... I guess um, Pop is a Midwestern thing. Yes. Soda is the actual thing. Soda is the thing that is inoffensive. And if you're us, it's Coke. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Southern is Coke. Yeah. Every, every soda is Coke. Every soda is Coke. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I love that. Um, so we're, it's, a, it's a soda called Moxie. Moxie. Can you give me the bottle for a second to drink some now? Yeah, we're, we're going to... I'm super thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's crack these things open. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay, and I'm going to crack this baby open, too. Oh no! You already got the. Like, well, there's like, no sound there, but I did it for real. I you got there was a nice like when you first opened it. Okay, good. <laughs> I did it so slowly. Cheers. Cheers. That's good. Oh, that's good. That's so good. good. It tastes like Necco wafers. <laughs> well, I don't like Necco wafers though. But that's what it tastes like. Mm, we're gonna head up ourselves. Okay. Let me tell the story. My story. Tell your Mox story. My Moxie story. So Sarah and I. Um, a uh, guest of the podcast. Your wife. My noted wife. <laughs> noted wife. Uh, yeah, le- legally married to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and her went on a trip to Maine a couple years ago, and we stopped off at a, at a rest stop at some point along the way. And I have a sort of a fixation on, on local sodas, like regional sodas. So I always check the vending machines whenever we are uh, somewhere outside of New York City for anything unique or, or, or special or different. And I saw a thing called Moxie in there that I'd, I'd never heard of before. And so I decided to try it, and I tried it, and I f- fell in love with it. And so, and we were in Maine, and, and, and Moxie is a Maine-specific soda. So we were able to get more of it that weekend. And also, while we were in Maine, staying in a, a, little, a lovely little town called Camden, we bought a book. Um, it's called Moxie, Maine in a Bottle, written by Jim Baumer. Baumer? Baumer? How would you say that? I would say Baumer. Baumer? Yeah. And so um, this this book is sort of my my. There have been other books written about Moxie that this book references, but this is my this my understanding of Moxie comes from this book. So I'm just gonna go in like there's a few minor basics about Moxie because it's such a unique soft drink. I feel like we need to really get into it a little bit. Sure, go on. Doctor Augustin Thompson. Sure. In 1885, sure. invented a little drink called Moxie Nerve Food. And what Moxie really was in the early goings was. Um, so in the late 1800s, there was a sort of craze of, like, health tonics and potions that were sold in soda shops and stores. Patent medicine, yeah. that sort of thing. They, yeah, that sort of thing. They were meant to, like, you know, revive and heal, and they were supposed to have, like, medicinal properties, but they weren't really medicine. Snake oil. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Moxie was one of those tonics. Really? Yeah. and I mean, it was called Moxie Nerve Food. So Dr. Thompson sort of blamed the invention of Moxie on a fictional person named Lieutenant Moxie. Lieutenant Moxie. Who he said, um, while, while traveling the world, discovered the gentian root in South America. Now, the gentian root is real. Mm-hmm. The gentian root is what gives Moxie its unique flavor. Its unique nickel wafer flavor. <laughs> yes, sure. Um, but, so, I'm just going to read you a quote that Thompson wrote about Moxie and the gentian root and the effects it had on people. Please do. I found it cured anything caused by nervous exhaustion. It restored nervous people who were tired out mentally or physically, stopped the appetite for intoxicants and old drunkards, insanity, blindness from overtaxing the sight, paralysis, all but hereditary sick headache, loss of manhood from excess, made people able to stand twice their usual amount of labor, mentally or physically, with less fatigue. It cured two cases of softening of the brain, and recovered helpless limbs. 
I found it to be neither medicine nor stimulant, but a nerve food as harmless as milk. So that was sort of his pitch for, for, what, Moxie. Mo- for what Moxie could do. Now, I mean, a couple of things stand out there. Mm-hmm. Um, such as, um, I mean, loss of manhood from excess. Loss of manhood from excess. What, what, what would you... What do you suppose that means? Is that like... I have a few ideas, but I want to hear what your, what your theory is. Um, I'm really not sure... Like, is loss of... Like, I assume loss of manhood is, like, sort of either physical or figurative castration of some kind. I imagine but, it is, is, to some degree, sexual. Yeah, some degree sexual. Is it just ED? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. It, that's what it's, it sounds like he's saying it cures... Mo- Moxie cures erectile dysfunction. It sounds like it will... Um, I don't want to be too... I, don't, I, don't want to be too I should tell my dad that he works at an ED clinic. So, so Moxie was a um, clearly it was it was claimed to be sort of a kind of a cure all really. Kind of a cure all, and if it, you listen to Sawbones, you know what cure alls do. It cure yeah, they work every time they for cure, real. Cure alls cure nothing. Clearly, Jason does not listen to Sawbones. Uh, okay, shout out Sawbones, I guess. I love Sawbones. So, so it's my second so, favorite podcast. So, what's your first favorite podcast? You know what the answer is. It's this one. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Very good. So it's. Um, I mean, he said it cured softening of the brain. What is softening of the brain? Yeah, I mean, he claims it cures things that aren't actually like real problems. Like what does the, what happens when your brain gets soft? I guess your limbs go helpless, and also you can stand twice the amount of labor, mentally or physically, with less fatigue. He said it cured paralysis. <laughs> so um. It doesn't do any of those things. No, it's just a drink. It's just a soda. Just a soda. And it sort of, um, it survived through the whole phase of tonics and cure-alls, partially because Dr. Thompson and his associates were so dedicated to marketing Moxie that they developed a lot of unusual ways of doing it. The biggest thing was they drove around these Moxie vans, these Moxie cars. Like, they, they turned their... Delivery trucks into advertisements for the for the soda, which was unusual at the time. That's amazing. And they, they they had some they had some unusual cars. They did some of the same. There's one. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture right here. That appears to be a um, design so that a person sits on a fake horse inside of the car oh, and wow. drives the car through a steering wheel attached it to the horse. Like it's a a horse in a car in a car. Yes. Yeah. Like there's some layers there. So, so it, I mean, we could do a whole. I feel like a whole, a whole episode just on Dr. Thompson if I had more time to research him. Yeah, I mean, maybe on a different podcast. I don't want to get bogged down in that, but I think weird, weird 18th century inventors. Okay, so Dr. Thompson was a devoted teetotaler. Oh. He was against any sort of tobacco products. Okay. And part of his reason for developing Moxie was to cure alcoholism and other such societal ills. So you know, good intentions. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, he. Before he made Moxie, he developed a solution called, uh, and this is the name, the New England Cure for Alcoholism. Oh, wow. That doesn't really ring a... I, I, I don't know what that was in, in specifics. The book I have here says that the product achieved limited popularity. Limited popularity. And was utilized by a variety of health professionals. And the, <laughs> the, the real... So after he died, someone else took over Moxie, and they sort of developed the real iconic brand in a way. Like, they, he... This, this guy sort of pushed the thing forward and made it into the thing it is now. And I think his strongest contribution was the development of the, um, what's it called? The Moxie guy? 
the moxie man the moxie man the moxie the, guy. the dapper looking moxie man yeah so there's this guy who appears on not the bottles we have right now but on most moxie cans i mean there is a dude on the moxie can yeah but this one is like a specific guy who's like the doc he's sort of in and um he's a doctor Doctor Moxie? He's sort of he's sort of giving you like a, a, a like a like a Uncle Sam like I want you point. And he's sort of like an like a, an androgynous like nineteen thirties silent film star doctor. Yeah, he kind of looks you know he's like he's, foppish. He's like someone that like I don't know Noel Noel Coward would have ended up having an affair with. Yeah. Or possibly like uh, you know early Andy Warhol film. Yeah. May have starred th- this gentleman. I can see that. It's kind of kind of a Gary Newman figure. And he's just sort of pointing at you as if to say, you better try this shit. Drink this fucking soft drink, bitches. It, it, it'll, 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 it'll harden your shit right up. I, know I said I didn't want to be blue, but like, let's be real. This, this thing is a cure for V, for, I almost said, I almost said it was a cure for VD. <laughs> We've uh, already said fuck a lot even this d- podcast. Even Dr. Thompson <laughs> doesn't say it's a cure for VD. It's a cure for erectile dysfunction. But not, not. Venereal diseases. I think he clear, he clarifies that it's brought about by, by excess, so that you know that it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You, too, you you're you have ED. You, you were, just you just had sex with too many people. You fucked too good. You fucked. And too now you're good. all tired, and your limbs are numb, and you have a soft soft brain. Soft brain. <laughs> and uh. yeah, I mean this this book um by Mr. Baumer is pretty interesting. It's largely about the community of, of Moxie fans that have grown around Lipson Falls, Maine. Of which Jason is one. I am one. I've never been to the Moxie Day, sorry, Moxie Weekend Festival. It used to be one day and now it's a full three days. I have to rectify that at some point. We will. We will. That's an episode. Yeah. Basically, Lipson Falls was a um, small town in, in, in Maine that yeah. had one event a year called the Frontier Day Festival. And that ended, and they had nothing. And this one dude, Frank Anacetti, Frank Anacetti, the mayor of Moxieville. The mayor. Of the Moxie- mayor of Moxieville. You can see him right here doing a, doing the oh, point. Oh shit! He looks like Danny DeVito. He does. <laughs> he sort of like has this shop full of Moxie memorabilia, mm-hmm. and he sort of is the the. I mean, it's it's not just him. There's a whole Moxie Congress in Maine, which is like two hundred people. Who were devoted to keeping Moxie alive and like keeping the legacy going. So much so that when a new company bought out the Moxie brand in like 2002, they were like all up in their space trying to control what happened with the the, the, the soft drink. People get real serious serious about this drink. Serious drink. It, it, it's a it's a. I mean it's the, it's the official soft drink of Maine. Maine is the only state with an official soda, and Moxie is it. Maine's the only state with an official soda. That's that's true. Now, yeah. So now let's get into like why why do you think people are so uh, people are so um, people love this this soda. And it, it can't just be because it has a nice like orange and like purplish blue color scheme. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. I can tell you why I like it. Okay. So I'm not a big soda drinker. <laughs> I'm not. You're not. How I mean. Well, okay. I guess I just associate you with weird sodas. So I, I, I think I think of people who drink soda as people who drink soda on the regular. So you, you I I am a soda drinker. You you drink uh, diet coke as a, as a, as your caffeine yeah. supplement. That is correct. I do tea. Yeah. You know, neither one's better than the other. I'm just it's just a different choice. I mean, I 
in the I'm starting to drink more tea because it's really cold right now. But <laughs> <laughs> and you can't really heat up Diet Coke. No, it doesn't. Taste, you can. You can, but no, it's not. <laughs> it's not great. But no, my my parents didn't drink coffee or tea, so oh yeah. Like my mom was a Diet Coke drinker as I grew up. So, so I mean, I, I think of a soda person as being someone who keeps a. 12 pack of soda in the fridge at all, at all times which and, yeah and which I, I i guess i do but it's because i i get gifts of, of weird soda. of weird sodas yeah. a lot usually from you yeah that's correct and so i'm not like a person who drink, gets soda with every meal part of that is because the function of the soda would, would have served in my life in, in terms of like in a refreshing drink or an accompaniment to a meal is taken by beer and when you, when you drink as much beer as i do there's not really room for soda if you want to like keep yourself in check in any way, <laughs> if you want to keep your gluttonous, filthy, hedonistic habits from taking over your whole life. And so I don't drink a lot of soda. And part of that, well, it's, it's sort of a chicken and the egg sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, an issue I have with soda is it's really sweet. I mean, like, your standard sodas are very sweet, yeah. Yes. I mean, but that's why I drink Diet Coke and not regular Coke. No, I, know, I get it. But like not as syrupy and not sweet. But no, yeah. but typically speaking, a soda is sugar water. Yeah. And so that can get sort of old for me after the first sip or so. Yeah. This, this, this sort of cloying, sticky sweetness. But the thing about Moxie is, so Moxie sort of tastes like root beer a little bit. Sort of? But it's like root beer if, it's like root beer with a weirdly bitter sort of metallic aftertaste. It tastes like Necco wafers. It, okay, some say it tastes like Necco wafers. <laughs> and what that does for me is that you get that sort of, because I like the way, I like the way, Root beer tastes. Yeah. And what Moxie does is it gives you that taste of root beer, but then that weird, almost like unpleasant aftertaste cuts it off. So there's no lingering sticky sweetness to sort of, you know, linger on the palate. Get you addicted? Well, not so, not so much the addiction, just I don't like that lingering sweetness. I like having a little bit of bitterness to, to, to cut that off at the pass. Because you drink a lot of beer. Yeah, because I drink a lot of we make it sound like crazy. No, like, I mean, that's the thing that beer does, though. It gives you, like, a, a, a bitter... Because be, I feel like a lot of beer is an acquired taste because yeah. it gives you that sort of bitter taste on the end. Which, that, Moxie, which Moxie also does. Yeah, You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you think it tastes like Necco wafers. So when I introduce you to Moxie, because I did... You did introduce me to Moxie. How... Had you heard of it before? Um, my introduction to Moxie was actually in the book, uh, 11-22-63. Oh, yeah. Which takes place partly in Maine. Because it's written in, by Stephen King, so in, of course. In the 60s. <laughs> so, of course, there is a reference to Maine. Um, and they talk about Moxie in that, and I thought it was a fictional drink. <laughs> um, and then you introduced me to the fact that it is a, uh, non-fictional drink. <laughs> Um, it was early in our friendship. It was. Um, and it was the first time we hung out, like, alone together. Solo. Solo. One-on-one. Um, and you guys had Moxie in your fridge from that trip to Maine, or? Different trip. Different trip. Different trip to Maine. Yes. Different trip up, up north of New York. Someone got us Moxie at some point for, as a gift, and this may have been that. May have been that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, cause it was like, the drink choices available at Sarah's apartment were, water, or Moxie. <laughs> so, I had Moxie, and we ordered pizza, and we watched the hundred. 
Nice. And I was like, this isn't bad. Like, it's kind of good, actually. Referring, of course, to hanging out with me. Referring to Moxie and also to hanging out <laughs> with Jason. But so did you did you like it when you first had it? Yeah, I like it like it uh, for I think when I first had a sip I was like, oh, this is weird. It's like <laughs> Necco wafers. But then I had a couple other sips and I was like, this is kinda good. I kinda dig this. I'm good at this. This pizza's good. I'm enjoying this the soda that I'm drinking with the pizza. No, I like it. And it's it's definitely one of those things that I definitely I can't drink more than twelve ounces of. No, no. Um <laughs> Which is good because like with Diet Coke, like I could I could drink two liters of Diet Coke in a day. It's stupid. Because um, I am a soda drinker, as it were. Um, but yeah, it's like it's sweet, but it's not so sweet that it's cloying. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any Moxie cocktails, but I would love to. Well, as long as you're on the subject. Of Moxie cocktails. Um, so the Moxie website has actually has a... a, a, a a surprisingly extensive list of cocktails you can make, and I've had some of them, and they're they're pretty good. Um, but this book by Mr. Baumer mm-hmm. has a list of a list of four very popular cocktails. Hit me. Um, so the first one, called the Welfare Mom, off to a rocky start right yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, it's equal parts diet moxie, a thing that apparently exists. There's diet moxie. And Allen's coffee flavored brandy. Feels a little judgmental. The the, the drink itself, because it's and called then, the welfare and, and mom. The, yes, the whole yeah. yeah. Although now yeah. I'm thinking about it, but first of all, boy, I bet Stephen King loves Moxie, right? He must, he must love Moxie. Must love Moxie. And second, I realize he he wrote a story about two. Um, well, he wrote a story that mentions Alan's coffee flavored brandy. So is that like a main thing? I have never heard of Alan's coffee flavored brandy, so I'm gonna say yes. I think it's like a regional liquor. That's that's fascinating. Regional liquor is weird. Um, there's the the Mad Mailman, which is two parts Moxie and one part Jägermeister, Ooh. which, boy, good luck. There is the, I think this is pronounced the the Vijay, the VJ. The, the, how do you spell it? Okay, I see the look you're giving me. I, I know what you're thinking. It's spelled. The, Alan's coffee flavored brandy is indeed a main tradition. I'm on the Alan's coffee flavored brandy <laughs> website. That is Maine. That's Maine for sure. In coffee beans. It, it, it's a image of Maine filled with coffee beans. So the VJ. It's, it's the number one selling spirit in Maine. Shit, really? According to the Allen's Coffee Flavor Brandy <laughs> website. Well, so they're a little biased. It's a true symbol of Maine, making its way into local cuisine from gourmet donuts to indulgent gelato. I would love to have one of those donuts. No joke. I want some Moxie flavored gelato. Ooh. At the Moxie um, Festival in Lipson Falls, they serve Moxie ice cream. Yeah. That was good. I know. You want to go? We should go. It's in July every year. Shit. Yeah, we should go. How was your, how was your July? I don't know what my July looks like right now. Yeah, it's, me either. It's far away. It's crazy. So the VJ. The VJ. Uh, V-I-J-A-Y. The VJ. The VJ. The VJ. It's not a great name. Nope. Um... <laughs> But it's one part Moxie and one part blended American whiskey. Okay. So the on the Moxie website, the mixed drink section is called Moxology. Ha <laughs> ha. Which is a, 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 B, a B level pun for sure. Includes such 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 recipes as Moxnog, which is one part Moxie, two parts eggnog, Ooh. one half part wild turkey. Ooh. And nutmeg, to be fair. That doesn't sound good though. No, it really doesn't. 
the it also includes the moxie and milk, mm. which is which ingredients include moxie, milk, and ice. That's not a no. Soothing, refreshing, and has been known to help soothe not to upset stomach. No, no, that will make you throw up. That will soothe your upset stomach, though. Will it? <laughs> uh, possibly. <laughs> There's one called the hammer, which is just one part vodka, two parts moxie. That's probably good. Oh, oh no, oh no! The northern, the northern comfort. One can moxie, one point five ounce southern comfort. Northern comfort. Northern comfort. That just seems wrong. Doesn't it? There's the dirty schmo. Dirty schmo. Three parts moxie, one part Jägermeister, one part Red Bull. Why do they keep trying to get us to mix this with Jägermeister? What does Jägermeister taste like? Licorice. Ooh, so, I can see how that might go with this drink. So mix though. a mix a handful of licorice and Necco wafers. Toss that in your mouth. You know the two candies that no one likes. Oh, Kelsey. What? I'm so sorry about this one. So the name of this one is just. Fernet Branca and Moxie Original Elixir. Oh, God. It's one ounce Fernet Branca, two to four ounces Moxie. I don't know if that would make the Fernet better. Or just make the Moxie worse. Or make the Moxie worse. It's hard to think about, right? Oh, that kind of explodes my brain a little bit. It kind of makes sense, though. It makes, like, the, the flavor profiles for Moxie and Fernet are kind of similar. And they're both things that most people hate, but a small group of people really love. Yeah. In the case of Moxie, it is uh, people who live in Maine. In the case of Fernet... People who work in bars. <laughs> yeah. As a former person who worked in a bar, I do not like Fernet, but it is very, <laughs> it's very prominent amongst the bar folk. I kind of think it might be good. Right now, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. The problem is to try it, we'd have to actually buy, buy a thing some of fernet. fernet, and we don't want to do that. Because no bar is gonna have. Do you think if we just took some moxie to Stuart, he would make us that? <laughs> We're like, <laughs> Mox- Stuart, here's some moxie. We want you to mix it with some fernet. <laughs> Listen, if anyone's listening, buy some moxie. Go down to your local bar. And see if they'll just mix it for you with some fernet. <laughs> My dad does that. He takes, because he, he and his wife don't like to drink regular tonic. They like diet tonic. Oh. So at their regular bars, they just bring diet tonic with them. <laughs> or like their bars are, they're so regular at their bars that their bar stocks diet tonic because of them. The moxie. Moxie is interesting. I, I think it's good. It is good. It's, it's rare to have, like, a cult following around a soda. And Moxie basically is alive because of that cult following. Like, if the people in Maine hadn't, for whatever unbeknownst reason, glommed onto Moxie as a, as a symbol of, of, of Maine's cultural identity, that we wouldn't have this drink right now. Huh. These people willed this, this stupid, nasty-tasting tonic to exist beyond the 1800s. Is it nasty tasting? You like it. I like it a lot. It is It is the one soft drink where if you buy a case of it, you will be like actively insulted at the checkout. Why? Because people know it and they know it's terrible. When we were last in, in New England, me and Sarah bought a case at a supermarket and the guy at the front uh, checkout made fun of us for it. Oh my god. I am. I am beginning. Perhaps this is a bit late. To have this thought, I'm beginning to wonder if indeed it was wise to 
base entire episode of our podcast on Moxie around a soda. Uh, yeah, it might be a little bit late for that. <laughs> it is. It's about 50 minutes too late for that. We don't have a lot to talk about as far as soda goes. <laughs> it's, it's tasty. What do we do? What are the questions again? Uh, how did you encounter the thing? I did that. We did. How you Why do you like it? What resonates with it about you? It's a fucking soda. It's a fucking soda. That's a stupid question. <laughs> and then I asked you your, about your first experience with it. We went over that in great detail. Did we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> if you want to trace the arc of our friendship. Yeah. In greater detail. It began with Moxie. It didn't begin with Moxie. It was, it was, Moxie was there. Were we not friends until then? then? No, we were friends. Come we on. weren't friends like we are now. Well, we weren't friends like we are now, even like two months ago. That's true. Well, two months ago I was in your wedding. Yeah, but I feel like our relationship is still going to grow and evolve. Okay. Cool. Do you not, do you not feel that way? I don't know. Do you not feel like we're closer now than we were six months ago? Six months ago, yeah, but I don't know, about two months ago. So we've sort of hit a, hit a rough patch in the past two months, is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. We've, we've stopped growing as a, as a, as a friendship duo. Oh, no. <laughs> These questions are too hard. <laughs> I had a lot of gin and tonics. Oh. Sorry. You know what we should I do? I gave away that we're both a little drunk. <laughs> you, know, you know what we should do? Let's, move, let's talk about Elliot one. Can I write one? Will, it, will you have to ask me what I would recommend I'll, I'll, to you? Okay, I will. I will. I will, I will ask you. Okay. So, Kelsey. So, Jason. Um, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Good to see you again. We're drinking some Moxie. If you were going to recommend to me mm. something similar to this, <laughs> but, for, <laughs> um, but perhaps not the same thing. Perhaps not. I can't recommend you the same thing. You've already covered that whole basis. What would you recommend to me? Um, so we're gonna stick with like regional drinks, I guess. I mean, I'm also like a huge fan of like weird regional food and drink and stuff like that. Like you're from North Carolina, so you guys have cheer wine. That's oh, cheer wine's so good. Cheer wine's weird as fuck. You still help us about cheer wine next. I don't like cheer wine. <laughs> cheer wine's gross. Whoa, not same. <sighs> not same. But cheer wine is like cherry flavored, and I don't like cherry flavored. Ugh. Ugh. But if I were to recommend something to you, I would probably recommend um, uh, a regional Kentucky soda, because that is where I'm from, Kentucky. Um, Ale 8-1, um, which is a, a ginger soda, kind of. Uh, it's sort of like what I would call like half between ginger beer and cream soda. I think that's kind of a good balance of where it is. I mean, let's say hypothetically you would recommend that to me like half a year ago. Yeah, half a year and ago. And I'd already had a bunch. You already had a bunch Because you'd brought me a bunch. I brought you a bunch of it, yeah. And then your mom had brought us a bunch to our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, to me and Sarah's wedding. Yeah. Not our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, to, I know, to your, well, my mom came to your Ontario's wedding and she yes. brought us a bunch of ale ones from um, Kentucky. So, hypothetically, if I'd already had it, I would indeed say it's it's kind of like it's kind of like ginger ale, yeah, but caffeinated, yeah, because I think it's supposed to be ginger ale with like sort of lemon lime flavor. Yeah, that makes sense. It sort of is. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a it's a gentle ginger ale. I usually prefer my ginger ales to be a little more harsh, a little Sharp. spicier. Well, sharp spicy because you can, you can get really spicy ginger ale and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty good when ginger beer is a thing now that you can get yeah yeah that's good too but a one is different because it sort of is could 
well, partially, I mean, the the real draw of it is that it's it's ginger ale that's caffeinated. Yeah. So it sort of has that soothing ginger ale flavor. It sort of like makes you feel a little bit calmer. That Calm. caffeine kick. But that caffeine, it's it's good. It's rejuvenating. Uh-huh. I have I have on occasions where I've been like sick and exhausted, drank an Elliot One and, and like felt it. <laughs> bringing life back into my my system because it, it soothes your stomach as ginger ale but then gives your brain a little kick <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it also it, it cured my erectile dysfunction <laughs> not many those can actually make that claim some have, yeah. made, some have made it falsely but yeah alien one is not um it's like something that was always around when i when I was growing up, because it's it's based in Kentucky and it's from Kentucky, I didn't drink it a lot because just because I I drink Diet Coke and I have drunk Diet Coke forever. Oh, it's based in Kentucky and it's from Kentucky. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it's like midnight. I don't want to do this. <laughs> well, this has been the last episode of Real My Life. <laughs> um, Kelsey just said she doesn't want to do this. No, I do. Just not this. Not where you make fun of me because I can't speak correctly. Um, I'm sorry. That's what I recommend to you. I'm sorry. And I did recommend it, and it was very good, and I feel like it went over very well, and we're still you, finishing all not, the LA you're, ones. You're not looking me in the eyes right now. I feel like you're still mad at me. <laughs> it tastes very good with multiple different kinds of liquor, which I feel like is a really good pro for soda. Yeah, you can mix it with anything you would mix ginger ale with. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, just be careful because it's got caffeine in it. And caffeine and alcohol don't always mix. Really? No, I'm kidding. I'm just saying what I think people want to hear. Yeah. And apparently now you can get LA1 at Cracker Barrels nationwide. <laughs> According oh. to Wikipedia. Oh, really? Cracker Barrels that's, nationwide that's have LA1. So if you're a Cracker Barrel, you should try it. If you're on a road trip, play that little game with the golf tees. Oh, Cracker game, Barrel table. That game's fun. I always lose. Oh. Are you good at it? Wait, what do you mean you lose? It's not a game. Like, you get to a point where you can't hop them over each other anymore. Yeah, but eventually. Well, yeah, eventually. That happens at the end of every game. Yeah, but, like, you're supposed to get down to just one. That's not possible. It is. No, one, no one's ever done that. <laughs> no one's ever done that? Look, my grandmother used to have one of those in her house. Uh-huh. And so I, my I grandmother totally had one of those I, in her house. I had some time to play it outside of Cracker Barrel, so I got, I got kind of, same. I got kind of good at it. You're saying you never got down to one? I don't think that I ever have. I think if I had, I would remember it very clearly. <laughs> because that stupid fucking game was such a presence in my life. <laughs> I remember the rules were if you got less than three or more than three left at the end, yeah, you were just playing Ignoramus. You remember that? It was like, you get, you get just one, you're a winner. Just two, you're clever. Just three, you're okay. And more than four, ignoramus. We did not have a scale of... It's, it's printed on the block, on the wooden block. I, my wooden block did not have that. And it says if you get more than four, you're an idiot. And you don't, <laughs> you don't deserve to live. <laughs> the wooden block did not have that in, in my grandmother's house. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Maybe she had some knockoff generic brand. I feel like I would remember if the wooden block had had called me an idiot. So. Moxie's good. Moxie's good. Are we really doing a whole episode about Moxie? Now is not the time to ask that, Kelsey. (laughs) It was a good idea to do this after this, though. It was? 
I think so. I don't think we would have been able to talk this long before this. <laughs> okay, so a little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> we maybe had a couple of drinks before this. I'm sorry, Sarah, what was that? <laughs> How is there still stuff left to say about Fox? <laughs> good question. That's a real good question. Well, you see, for there was only enough content for one-eighth of a podcast. <laughs> Lo, we have filled a full podcast. We, it's a moxie miracle. Um... Oh, did you know that the phrase, you've got moxie, comes from the soda? No. Yeah. No, really? Yeah, no one's really sure why why Thompson called it moxie. Like, that. that's still sort of debated among moxie circles. Seriously? It comes yeah. from the soda? But that, that the term came from the soda. Like, the having moxie? Yeah, like, like, moxie like, being, like, a grit or, like, spunk, attitude? Spunk. spunk? Yeah. Like, kid, you've got moxie. Comes from the soda. That's from the soda, yeah. No way. Probably should have led with that, actually. Yeah, that's way more interesting than all the other stuff we've been talking about. I'll, I'll cut this part out and put it at the front to hook people in. Distinctly different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's, been a, it's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> what have we learned today? <laughs> what have we? Let's, let's bring it all back around to a lesson applicable to all our <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> don't drink and podcast. <laughs> don't drink a podcast. Do drink a podcast? Oh, I don't know. Ooh, choose your own adventure, folks. What's the next episode? Uh, I think we have to read the King Killer Chronicles. Oh, shit. Just the first book. Just the first book. It's only 700 pages. <laughs> How far are you? I have not started yet. I think we're supposed to do it in like two weeks. Well, I'm listening to it. So once I catch up on my podcast tomorrow, I will start that. You're probably going to pass me. I'm reading it. Ugh, reading is a sucker's game. <laughs> okay, 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 themes okay. have ruined my life we're bad at reading <laughs> right cut it short cut it over now cheers so cheers clank so for ruin my life i'm jason edwards i'm kelsey goldman i know who i am this time <laughs> uh happy holidays <laughs> we're setting up happy holidays now Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have a great one. It's 2017. Fuck it. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up Can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me Only I can mention me Only I can mention me To a newcomer who has never tasted Marcy, I might say this Because of the difference in taste on the first taste, you may want to spit it out and throw it away. Don't. On the second taste, you might want to do the same, but don't. Wait for that third taste to allow the true flavor of Moxie to tickle the taste buds, then you'll know why we call it the beverage of gourmets. It's wicked good stuff.